rolling. We started. Is yeah, this we, it? We, we, this is yet, reasonable. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We got you. Yes, sir. Now. This is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm Magic Mike. This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie has when a motherfucker got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast episode. I'm not going to say the number. Hand claps. Do you think uh, your boy last album? What was his last album called? You said what? Trap 103. <laughs> 103. Um, what's up, Magic Mike? Hell of a weekend. It's, it's the Fourth of July weekend. Like, is we really takes over that shit, don't we? Yeah, we do. Like, we celebrated from the. 26th to the 7th. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers, it, it need to rain here from the 30th to like the 6th. So the, the, the murder rate could go down, the shooting rate. 100 people got shot. The dismal report already. Hey, man, you got to say it what it is, man. You know, 100 people, that's 100 families affected, right? Yeah. So at least five people in each family, if they want to get back, they, they feel like retaliating. That's 500 people, right? But you know, but you There's know, a lot of pain out here. This but, city is in a lot of pain. But you know the 4th of July is revenge weekend for every for, for the street people. You know that. There's a whole bunch of street people out in this motherfucker. Yeah, it's, it's revenge weekend for the streets. It don't make a difference whether it's south side, west side, north side. You know, it don't make a difference. East side. I was on 95th Street last night. Jay-Z and Beyonce must have paid for them fireworks. They shot in there. That nigga was shooting fireworks in there for t- for two hours. New I mean, music, big shit too. Remix. I thought Frank remix. Thomas had hit a, his thousand home run. <laughs> God damn. The Matt McConnell remix of Bob. Nice than a motherfucker. Than a motherfucker. These day niggas be polite than a motherfucker. Nice than a motherfucker. Smile on your face, all nice than a motherfucker. Soon as they thought I fell off, niggas true color shine bright than a motherfucker. Bright than a motherfucker. They hate me to the meme, then I hype in the motherfucker. Hype in the motherfucker. That's cool, we was never cool anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, we was never cool anyway. Ice Cube on the pinky and the middle finger. Looking like we won a Super Bowl anyway. Who's this? Fuck what you saying to me? B.O.B. Remix by the one and only Matt McCardle from Sonic Palace. Hope he's gonna be all that shit. They're gonna see you and tell you every motherfucking thing you got. <laughs> every chord, the last drinks you made, everything. I learned to get it straight from the source, fuck the middle man. Yes. Oh, you hating? Don't be mad, don't be salty, don't be bitter, man. That's how much money I want. Man. Like, I can start thinking a bunch of dumb shit. Fat liver, what up? That's why when uh, my man Jay Washington was talking about Scientology was trying to get him, I was like, shit, jump down. Yeah. Jump. What? It ain't shit. Right. Go bullshit around like old bullshit ass deacon in the church. <laughs> Just Yo. work in the parking lot. Fuck it. Right, man. Right. That is the B.O.B. remix by Matt Mercado from Sonic Palace Studios right there. I'm breaking records today and everything. Um, we are joined today. Um, Magic Mike 32, um, a guy that we've known for years, esteemed colleague, um, astute man of music industry, um, greatness. Yeah, feel like I'm... Great hustler. 
Yeah. Uh, with his craft. Let me make sure art. I make it. Yeah. Radio, radio persona export extraordinaire. Teacher also. Did, educating uh, of young minds on how to the theater of mind, the theater yeah. of radio, the theater of the mind when it comes to radio. I did that, I think. Uh, um, I think I did a good job at that. World traveler now. Yeah. St. Louis. Um, Maryland. East, yeah. Dallas. How was Dallas, man? <sighs> we won't talk about Dallas. <laughs> <sighs> Dallas, <laughs> welcome Jr. Bang, aka Jr. Davis. Yeah, why you take the bang off? See, okay, hold on. I've been trying to get this nigga here for two years. <laughs> I finally caught his ass. Let's I go. Said, I said, look, come to the show. You need to be on here. You got to look. I don't live here no more. So you know, what I'm saying unless somebody gonna bring me, shouts out to my little brother. Shouts out to little bro. Yeah. You know Thank you, saying? little bro. Yeah. yeah, I think little bro needs another cocktail. Yeah, nah, he driving. Oh, he's driving. No, he's okay, driving. cool, no. cool. Give him a glass of this water. Is, good, good. This is my time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. My time. Still at a point three. As long as he know his blood alcohol level, still at point three. Little bro and them. My man right. said, little bro and them. <laughs> Jr. Bang is in the house in the building. Finally. So I mean. First off, go ahead. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, no and problem. Hand man. claps again. We believe in giving people the roses while they still live. Yeah, you yeah. know, and hopefully, I'm, I mean, I'm just 35, so yeah. hopefully. But now nah, I know that I've been wanting to get on the joint since you first told me that you was gonna start. I remember we was talking about this before you started. Yeah. Now it's like, man, go ahead and do it. You know, because I was telling people even years ago how podcasting was going to start popping and that thing after hearing, like, the Combat Jacks and all of those cats. So, you know, some people took that advice. Some people didn't. You was one of those people, and it's been successful for you. Yeah. So it's dope. Thank you. you but know, I so also you know you got a lot of questions and shit. So I kind of been, like, preparing myself <laughs> for some of the shit you're going to ask. Like you and know, he like an open book test. You'll get two or three wrong. And that's the, and that's the thing because like it's, he was influential in helping me out in this joint. You know what I'm saying? Um, a, a, among a whole bunch of other folks, but he also seen some of the shit and 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 heard me complain about a lot of shit when it comes to a lot of things within this industry. Um, It'd be rough, man. Yeah, it's rough. It, it, it ain't even rough. It's just stupid to me. Like, I come right off the bat and say that as much as I love doing WindyCityUnderground.com um, and it helped me get to where I'm at right now, yeah. which was dope, I feel that for as much as artists complain about radio play and, and people supporting you and shit, you know what I'm saying? We had a station that I say at least during my time, so from 2010 to when I left to left for like 2015 that supported artists all day, every day. And I think a lot of people took it for granted or didn't know what they had. Yeah. And and being that we have new media situations. And they ran a fake short drive. A lot of people a lot of people ran a fake short drive. It well they and I understand why they ran the fake short drive. And yeah. Andrew Andrew's cool. I fuck with Andrew. Yeah. Now, I, and I totally understand why they did that. No knock to him, but he but he was he was on the he got his name out there with that Chief Keith shit. And, I mean, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. The, and, uh, what, what they call the music? What they call it? The drill music. The drill music. It's just which is it's, really hip hop now. Yeah, like you know, shouts out to and and I know that's some of the questions that he gonna ask, but 
the, the thing that I think about is, is that you have blogs and you have radio and you have terrestrial radio. And terrestrial radio, honestly, just not going to fuck with local artists like that. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to because cats don't understand that. And people in radio stations, they will love to play you. They will love to play shit that they would want to play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people at radio stations do fuck with the local music because yeah. they get it and it might be some shit that, you know, they might want to fuck with. But it was a program director um, who told me some shit that it made me have to think. Like, we don't necessarily want to play this shit, but am I taking out a Drake song for you? Nah, I'm not taking out no Drake song for you. And that's the unfortunate part of the situation. So I say all of that to say, if they're not going to fuck with you, you got to fuck with the people who is still going to put you in a good position for you to succeed. Yeah. Who's going to put you in a position, and I put people in position to succeed. It's just that when you get into my building, and then a day later, because you was in my building, yeah. somebody else called you, yeah. you forget about that person who helped you get to that spot in the yeah. first place. Gave you that like, good look. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I ain't saying this about me personally because I was always good. I honestly didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about my situation. I gave a fuck about my platform situation. Exactly. So it didn't have to be me in the morning or in the afternoon. It could have been my brother. But it's all about the platform. And the thing about it is we got to keep the platform going in order to keep you going. So if you distance yourself on the platform, that's when you lose it. It ain't yeah. that no more. Now you bitch and moan and complaining yeah. about why I'm not in Chicago no more. Why I'm not doing this. Well, that platform is still there. But because y'all stop fucking with the platform heavy after I left, right? now the platform ain't like it is no more. Imagine if imagine if Andrew left Fake Shore Drive. Will people fuck with Fake Shore Drive and anything? Like, no, they wouldn't. I mean, they would. Stop fucking with Fake Shore Drive because Andrew's not that because he's the face. He's the driving force. And nobody has that desire like he has. You got to get somebody who has that same desire. Man. Like, like Russell left Def Jam in the hands of Lior. Yeah. And and, uh, and and your boy was gone. But Lior was there carrying records and shit for Run DMC. Yeah. Going up to Boston and coming back to New York doing a show the same night. So he understood what Def Jam was about. So once you understand what, what something is about, when you're there to help put the bricks into the foundation and pour that cement, you 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 really going to understand it. You just yeah. can't get no anybody in it. And so, I put people, I, Doma T. Pongo, shouts out to him. Yeah. Shouts to Doma T. Pongo. You know, which I still, you know, you, you, I will say, he, I still say he's going to be like the, the uh, mayor of Chicago in like 2023. 20, man, like three you, people said that. Shit. You, I said you, that. You know, you know what Magic Mike said, right? What did he say? Domati got the name of a porn star. Yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Pongo. Yeah. Bitch, I'm finna dom- dominate <laughs> and put this pongo in you. Yeah. Bomb! <laughs> Domati shit. Like, I put, I, when I left WindyCityUnderground.com, I put it in the hands of Domati and and Ricky Cowan, who's now at Power 92. What is he doing at Power 92? Um, he's a producer and he's part time on air. Okay. So I put it in two capable hands. But, you know what I'm saying, the powers that be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. they I had it in two capable hands, but they didn't know how to work the situation like Bang knew how to work the situation. Because Bang not only worked with them, but he also was a student with them cats. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to work the system. And, and a lot of people don't know, like, when we started WindyCityUnderground.com, so first off, shouts out to Beyonce Fox. She's the first person right there. 
because I graduated from the Illinois Center for Broadcasting and um, and Cam, you know, Cam, Cam Coates, who's been on the show as well. Right. Um, we were all in class one day right before we graduated. Me, him, um, shouts out to my man, Rick Kemp. He's at the school. Um, my girl, AC The Plug, who's now at GCI. Uh, she's the digital um, digital program director at GCI. Yeah, that, that June Day class is shit. Shouts out to the June Day class of um, Evelyn Center for Broadcasting. Um, but we was all sitting around and we was like, yo, one of us ain't going to pop off like we think. And I was the one that didn't pop off like that because Cam Coates got his job and AC got her job and a couple of other people got their joints. But I was the only one. I had interviews and shit, but they ain't pop off. So Beyonce Fox had hit me, asked me what I was doing. She was like, yo, we starting this internet radio station. We want to run it like a third market radio station. Um, so would you be down for? And I was like, shit, I ain't got nothing else to do. Everybody else about to dip. So shit, all right, cool. Um, and I had talked to my girlfriend at the time. She was like, man, jump down, do it. So I went down there. So it was, I met Gordon who was formerly at WGCI. He produced for uh, Crazy How McGee, Jushan Williams, Janelle Williams, who, you know, Cam is getting married to on Friday. So shout out to him. Yeah, so yeah. Ham claps Shouts to Cam. Shout out Cam. He wants to put a last-minute bachelor party together for us. For I you, missed man. it, we got and you. I was, I'm upset about that. No, I'm yeah. talking about we could He had one? one? Yeah. He getting married Friday? Yeah. You know, he came, you know, he came on the show. He, he came on the, on the podcast and, yeah. and ate. Ten wings and didn't offer not one wing. <laughs> yeah, that's Cam. Yeah, bombs. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's my day. Yeah, proper talking eat, ass. He would meet. He would eat in front of you and be like, "Damn, I yeah. know." Not even a fry. Dang. And it was Harold's. Was it was Harold? Oh, he ain't yeah. going. Ate not even a fry. Cam ain't going. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm ate, not either. Ate At the this shit point out of my him. life. I know you, I ain't around it. Your favorite spot is right down the street. Man. Are you going right after I'm here? not going to go, but I'm going to go this weekend. Why are you Ra- not going Uncle to go Because right I'm going no. with my homies. What? No. El Grand. His favorite spot is El, El Grand Burrito. Burritos right down okay, the street. Where you took me? Where they cook the food right in no, front that's of No, uh, that's the one on Pulaski. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't that's like the one on Pulaski. I like the one on Five Avenue. Pulaski it's, it's North nostalgia. You don't like I, that one? No, I like the one right here. I grew up in this area. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on Lockwood and North Avenue. I grew up on Chicago Avenue in Atlanta. You know? Uh, hold, hold on one second. I want Lala. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud. Subscribe, download, share, comment, review. Bombs! That was dope. Um, shout out to Matt McCardo, who's uh, smoking that pen over there. And got the good margarita. Yeah. He, he's uh, hand clap happy. Let's yeah. just put it like that. Very hand clap happy. Oh, we're going to hand clap and bombs today. I <laughs> right. I mean, he's very hand clap happy without being prompted. I know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Wait for the prompts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, J.R. Bank. Yeah. Grew up where? Grew up on the west side, Chicago Avenue. I was born on Cicero and Adams. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Vice Lord Territory. <laughs> I think I lived in all of Pop Vice it. Lord Territory. Uh-huh. Think it, and What's Vi- up? Travelers? Uh, Insanes, Mafia? Insane? Mafia Insanes. Insanes. Okay. Travelers. Did the baby over here, did he, he, he nah, grow up over there with you? Nah. He nah. was middle. I got up out of there. He got, got up out of He was middle. Okay. But I, I was the one who grew up in the shitholes. 
Cicero and Adams. So I was born on Cicero. I, I could tell you exactly where I live. I mean, I can't tell you the addresses, but I know where I was staying at at the times. So I was born on Cicero and Adams. Okay. I lived on Parkside. Um, what Parkside? Parkside and Washington. Okay. I lived over there for a minute. For um, a hustler territory over there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, where else I lived at? Um, I lived on Menard by Lake. Okay. Um, I lived over there. And then from there, I went to Iowa and Lawler. 80s, 90s? 80s. 80s. Yeah, it was... Whew, I've... That shit was crazy over there. It was crazy. That's when I I remember I remember seeing a, a nigga get hit in the head with a gold plated gun while I was walking down the street on Laverne. How old were you? I was six years old. Wow, and you still yeah. remember to this day? Huh? Yeah, I I remember everything over there. Like I mean, cause, but that's where I grew up at. That's why I met like my closest friends. Shouts out to my um my family. You know what I'm saying? My family, Derek and Mario. Um, it's like my oldest friends. Um, but that, I mean, that place, that area made me how I am now, as far as like being loyal to the homies. Which and area? All that. Which area? Iowa and Lala. Iowa and Lala. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, like being loyal to the homies, um, shutting up. Like Iowa and Lala is between where though? That's, that's right off Chicago Avenue. So if you go like Chicago, so Chicago and Laramie, then if you keep, if you're going down like towards Cicero, you'll, you'll get. To Leamington, then uh-huh. after Leamington, you get the Lawler. So if you make that left, you go down Lawler, then you make that right. I live on 5017 West Iowa. I got it tied on my arm. Paint the picture real quick of West Side Chicago 80s that you remember. You, you were born in what, 82? 82. What? You were born in 82. So from. I, so I will say where I grew up at, I just, I just say what me and the homies grew up at. You know, it's us playing baseball in the alley. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, having to move to the side because the, they're about to go ahead and sell. And the drug, the folks who selling it, um, who I still remember some of those cats' names and shit. I don't know if they're alive or not, but they was very influential in me staying out of trouble. Uh, but they'll tell us to move to the side because we're about to go ahead and serve and they will serve in the middle of the alley, and that shit will go from from there to Augusta. And they'll be that selling. Then once they done, we continue playing baseball and shit. Rocks and blows, right? Yep. Um, and even to the point that I knew exactly when we had to move. Really? Yeah. Because my father was the neighborhood father. He was the building father. Okay. Like, so... Like a lot of my friends had either had their fathers in their lives, but it wasn't they wasn't living together. They was probably divorced, so they just wasn't around. Yeah. Um, so he was that person that they'd come to. He'd be that person who instilled that fear in them or whatever. But he was also like that for everybody else on the block, even the cats across the street who a lot of the drug shit was coming from. So it was, I think it was like ninety one. Okay. And my father had a blue, um, a blue Delta 88. It was like baby blue. Okay. Um, we was going over my uncle's house, and they were serving. Now, anytime they served, if they saw my father's car, they'd, they'd move everybody out the way. Mr. Davis got to go through. Right. On this day, a nigga, they, my father thought that shit was going to happen. The nigga was like, no, you going to wait. So my father looked at him crazy, like, what the fuck? A nigga told my father, if you don't wait, I'm going to shoot everybody in the motherfucking car. 
And I was like, yeah, we moving. And shit, like a month and a half, two months later, we moved on Lockwood and North Avenue. Well, no, Lockwood and Hirsch. Lockwood but and I knew we was going because when it came to that point where somebody like him wasn't getting no respect, it was time to go. And, it, I mean, it was already wild over there. Like, I can remember... I can remember the the building where we stayed in, that window in the front being there for like two weeks straight. Like it was only like once. And the whole time we stayed there, we stayed there from like, I think like 86 to 91, mm -hmm. that that window was there in the front. And it was only for two weeks straight at one time. It was always shot out, broken out, and all that. Building was good, just front door was always getting shot at or some shit like that or whatever. But, I mean, we ain't think nothing of it. I mean, I know I ain't think nothing of it. And, I mean, I saw some wild shit in that motherfucker. This is during the years where um, the gangbanging situation, um, especially on our West, was had structure. Yeah. There's been gangbanging in Chicago since uh, DuSable discovered this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Bombs! <laughs> so yeah. Turn that bombs up, baby. got off that yeah. fucking boat over there in Lake Michigan and... <laughs> but when we saw it's been that on man, popping <laughs> but when we saw that man, I was like, man, it's time, it's time to move. And we move. Was it structure out south during that time, uh, Magic yeah. Mike? Yeah, all the gang leaders was out there, man. All the gang leaders, and they, and they sent word from the joint. Okay, for yeah. it to for it to be, and you know, had you had any experiences out south at all? Um, my father, my my um father and my mother had a friend named Geechee. He stayed in Inglewood. And I didn't know it was Inglewood at the time. I just know, now I know it's Inglewood, but yeah. he stayed over there. So, like, sometimes Where? I used to spend a night. I think it was, like, on Elizabeth. Yeah. Wasn't Elizabeth. You, you um, I know we used to get on Garfield to get to that motherfucker. Yeah, 56, okay. 57, yeah, something around like that. Yeah, around Elizabeth. So, like, I'd go over there. He was a friend of my grandmother and my grandfather's. So, sometimes he'd, like, they'd take me out there to spend a night with him or whatever. Because my grandmother died, like, when I was two months old. Okay. So, like, a lot of my mother's friends were, like, people who came up on, like, who was cool with my grandmother or whatever. But they're like, I'll go over there, spend the night or whatever, kick it with the kids over there. That was my time, like, really out south before I got older and started fucking. What, um, around that time that you adolescent say, um, when did hip hop come into your coming to you? So hip hop came to me like with LL Cool J on bad. Um, we won't easy. I remember having a conversation with EA Ski on the phone. Okay. Cause I was playing his music on WindyCityUnderground.com. And right. I told him you was the shit in the early nineties in Chicago and you probably didn't know it. Why? Because he produced Triggers Got No Heart. Right. With Spice One. Right. And I they played they get they play Spice One, Triggers Got No Heart, We Won't Easy, and AMG so much you would thought them niggas from the West Side. Especially Spice One and uh Spice Spice One, Triggers Got No Heart. Like if you heard that, somebody was probably getting shot. Okay. Bomb! <laughs> somebody was probably getting shot. Um, but like AMG, I I I swear I thought AMG was from the West Side. You I thought so? I thought that nigga was from the West Side as much as I heard. The bitch booty up my, better and my bitch money. better have my money. I swear this nigga was from the West Side. Like, but that was my introduction of 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 hip hop. That was your introduction of hip hop. Yeah, like not EPMD. Nah, like I used to watch Rap City and all that shit. 
That's De La Soul. No, nah, not De La Soul. Because you, you're around in '88. You you how old? Six, six years old. Six years old. Yeah. So okay, you still listen to V103 or BMX? Nah, I, w- I mean, cause I'm- yeah, WBMX. But I wasn't, I wasn't listening to radio like that. I like I had a radio in my room and shit. Um and I wasn't really paying attention to that shit. I was playing Nintendo. I I listen to music like when my folks is kicking it, like my mom's cleaning right. up and okay. shit, or if like they have a company and shit, they play some whatever. Yeah. But we, I mean, I had cable when I was younger, so I watched Rap City, but I wasn't really paying attention to to like artists like that. I think LL, I think LL Cool J was really like the first one that I paid attention to because I liked I'm Bad. That was Walking with a Panther though yeah. around that time, right? No, that no, was the I'm, I'm Bad, bad. I'm Bad album. I'm Bad is 84, 85. But bro. they were still, oh, man, they were still 80, playing the video. That's 87. That's 87. They were still uh, playing the video and shit. My radio is 85. Yeah. Okay. Then he come back two years later then he come back. But, but all of my, my all of, it turned out all of my musical influences when it came to hip hop was all West Coast cats. Okay, so the West Side niggas love listening to um, DJ Quick. Yeah, my AMG, cousin. My cousin had MC Eight. Here's my re- yeah. Here's my real first thorough introduction to hip hop. My cousin Marky, shouts out to him. Um, he, hold, it, hold it. Yeah. He had a white tape. Okay. That he dubbed over. He was like, don't tell nobody. And <laughs> I want you to listen to this. And all of a sudden, I, ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick. Word, Word to, to the, the motherfucking, motherfucking DJ, DJ quick. quick. And I was like, wait a minute, play it again? Play yeah. it again? I'm, I'm young as fuck. So I'm like, I mean, I know what it is. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, that was the moment that I fell in love with hip hop. The 90. That 90. When I heard those words. And I'm... And I and I say that to say I had a debate with um I forgot my man's name that quick. Um, but he was with Channel Live. Hakeem Green. Yeah. It was me and Beyonce Fox had went to the the the, the Rainbow Push Hip Hop Summit. Um and Hustle Simmons was on the panel. And niggas was jumping hustle because he was the young 35, 30 plus nigga, you know what I'm saying? And he trying to tell you that these young kids ain't doing nothing but what we was doing when we was younger. So a king talking about, you know, yeah, hip hop back in my day, African Bobada and all that shit. And I was visibly getting frustrated. I was like, fuck this shit. And me and him got into a debate. And I told him, like, the, the beauty about hip hop is that everybody fell in love with hip hop differently. Yeah. So you telling me about all these these principles and all that shit, which is cool. But as a young dude on the west side of Chicago, I ain't give a fuck about no principles about hip hop. Now, now I do. But yeah. I didn't give a fuck about that shit then. Now add that to the fact that I fell in love with hip hop with DJ Quick saying ain't nothing like black pussy on AMG, my dick. Yeah, Me and AMG. AMG saying that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting up here looking, listening to to fuck. Ma- I mean, you no know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Like, oh my goodness, the principles of hip hop. No. I ain't got no group telling me about that shit. I fell in love with hip hop with AMG telling me ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick. Bombs. <laughs> and, and eight years old, and I'm eight. Right, I'm eight years old. Now add that to the fact. Now add that to the fact, in which you know you have 
Niggas what niggas can talk that shit about Easy all they want to about how he a legend and all that shit. But old heads wasn't fought, wasn't fucking with Easy and NWA either. They wasn't fucking with Tupac like that either. Young cats was, but the old cats wasn't. So you can't really get mad at some of these kids for liking the shit that they like because some of the shit that we like was just as vulgar, if not more. Cause at eight years old, I was running around the West Side saying, Ain't nothing like black pussy on my dick. Bombs! Nobody said bitch more than too short. Man. Nobody degraded, degraded the black woman more than too short. He he went through every name in the fucking book. Look, the black women. So that my 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 history of hip hop start like my love for hip hop started at that moment in ninety. Yep, ninety. Okay, Magic Mike, where are you where were you in ninety? Uh, actually working at uh Warshawski's warehouse on okay. Loomis, twenty second on Loomis. Oh, okay. over there? Yeah. Getting, that shit was a shithole. Getting three thirty-five an hour. That shit was a shithole. $110 a week. I mean, at that time. And I went and called Ada Aspen Kelly and said, look, I'm finna go to school, man. Yeah, but that- Dude that, named Henry Ray. That, yeah, that area? Place shit. That area over there? Because yeah. my cousin- The New Breeze is right down the street. My cousins grew up in those projects over yep. there. And I remember being I remember being with my wife, and I was like, yo, this area right here was a shithole. Right there was the McDonald's, yeah. and there was a liquor store right next on Loomis, and then right next to it yep. was the liquor store. So it was a McDonald's and the liquor store. And the Mexicans was on Ashland. Yeah. Ashland and what? It was on 18th and, and Mac and all that shit. Like, if you, you really had to get on the bus, you do not want to miss the nah, bus. You didn't. If you missed that bus, that was your ass. Yeah, the Mexicans think every every black guy's a GD. Yeah, no, they so they just <laughs> what I say. Or shot what I, at them, shot at their cousins or something. What I say is, is it's like the Price is Right when you spend the wheel. Like Mexicans throw down every gang sign and shit yeah. until they find the one that you flinch at. Like, oh, bro, oh, oh, I, I got you. Pop it. But yeah, man. <laughs> okay, high school bang. What year? Shit. Um, Freshman year wins. Ninety six. Freshman year is 96. But before that, shouts out to the class of 96 at Michelle Clark Middle School. Which is located where? Oh, um, over there on Harrison. Harrison NASA High School, right? It's NASA High School. Um, You came in as a freshman in what year? 96. I went to three high schools. I wasn't bad, though. You went to three high schools. I went to Prosser. Shouts out to everybody at Prosser. I went to Prosser from 96 to 98. Uh, then from there I went to Proviso East for a year Well a couple of months Why? Uh, because I moved Okay And then um, I went to Lions Township Which was a culture shock like a motherfucker Yeah that's the white Why was it a culture shock? I was only one of ten black people in my graduating class yeah. But I think that's where Bang was born Really? Yeah. It, it was a lot of, lot of gothic Yeah more gothic No I didn't, class, I, yeah. I didn't really have a lot of gothic people in there But I used to make fun of them I, okay, so at Prosser, I played football, um, and I was just one of the I was just one of the niggas. Um, at Proviso East, um, some I, I moved because we was having some issues. Moved, uh, went to Proviso East, and um, I was just one of the niggas. What issues were you having? Just family shit, you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Just just some shit that happened, and you know we had to we had to split up a little bit. I mean, gotcha. nothing bad, but you know, it's the black a, experience. Yeah, just the black experience. It's the black experience. Um, damn. Yeah, we'll stay with your auntie. 
Yeah, yeah, I stay with my uncle. So I'm going to kill your daddy. Yeah. You come back in there. <laughs> I stay with my uncle. Short, that bitch. Me and my father was with my uncle. Me and my little brother. He was like two at the time. Yeah. He was he was with my mom and her cousin. But Did you it, see the side note? Did you see the side note with uh, the meme from with, with uh, Ralph Tresvent? Did you what? see that meme? Nah. Did you see the meme? When he had a cigarette hanging out his mouth. Like, tell your mama she look good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell your mama she look good. Take your mama still good. Take mama, she still look good. Yeah, my, fa- my mother and father been together for 35 years. We're married for 35 years. Together for 38. Um, but that's like, beautiful. Beautiful. That's black beautiful love. Sale. That they is still, black love that's beautiful. And they still argue to this day, like, they 20 and... Well, my father's seven years older than my mama. Uh-huh. Um, he met her. He from Mississippi, Greenwood. Um, and yeah. I still say, and Patrick, I'm saying this in front of you, especially when my grandmother died, when our grandmother died and uh, we went down there, I still say that your father, my father did some stupid shit that had him, he had to move, him and uncle. Um, yeah, I think it was one of those situations. Um, okay. He, he won't okay. ever say it, yeah. but I swear, I man, I went to Greenwood, Mississippi and I was like, okay, this is a different league. Yeah. Davis, okay, yeah. but um, they oh, you leave Davis, boy, huh? Yeah, yeah. He told you about that shit he did before he left out here. Okay, it was that yeah, we ran his ass was, all the way to Chicago. Was, it was that uh, it was an enlightening trip. Me and my cousin, who's named Lee too, we was just looking like, yo, we ain't never seen this shit while we was down here. You know, we we met his, some of his friends and shit, and then them niggas, like, we ain't know they had friends before because we just went and saw our grandmother and shit. We got the fuck up out there, yeah, and like cousins and shit. Then the family secrets get to creeping now out. We see friends and shit. Like yeah. you know, your daddy wasn't shit. And yeah. Like whoa, what? Yeah. Not not my father. Not this nigga here. You know he used to run corn liquor. Yeah. And I found out my grandfather. Like I got a crazy story that I'll wait till later as a tease. You sure? Yeah, this we gotta wait till later because this right. this is this is one of the funniest jail shits of all time. So this gotta wait till later. Yeah, so don't gotta, forget. Go, go to if you really want to know who your father is. Go meet his oldest sister or, or, or his best friend from school. His, his friends, because yeah, yeah, his sisters ain't going to say shit. They tell everything. His sisters ain't going to say shit. But his friends, I was like, yo, I ain't know my father ran corn liquor. I knew my grandfather did, but I didn't know he was helping his shit. I ain't know half of the shit that he was doing. I was like, oh, shit, for real? Right, he up here leading prep. <laughs> he wasn't leading prep. He was working his ass off. But I was like, yo, he was out there doing that. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and my uncle. But um, Prosser. Proviso East And then Lions Township And Lions Township I think I had to get out of my shell Because I wasn't just One of the niggas no more I was one of the few Um, And I remember When I first transferred there, I cried I went to lunch And I saw nothing But white people around me And I love white people But uh, it was the first time Where I was the minority And I was like Man what the fuck Is going on here Culture shock Man that shit was bad But It forced me out of just being one of and being D. So I like I started to come out of my shell. And I had an improv class. I actually like I was like, these motherfuckers got different classes and just algebra and shit. Yeah. They had an improv class. And um Get the fuck out of yes, here. Yes, they had an improv class. The shit was dope. So they had an improv special and shit. Um and we did we created this this Sally Jesse Raphael skit. And I was going to be the drill sergeant because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The drill sergeant is always black. So my mans at the time, and it t- I beat him up like months later, but my mans at the time, he had on a fatigue shirt. I said, give me your shirt. He's like, what? 
I said, give me your shirt. I'm rocking this shit. Now, I'm a 2X, and he's like a, 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 a medium. I put that bitch on, sagging my pants. The shit stopped at my belly button and that thing. I told them to play flashlight. <laughs> so we got the white kids arguing this shit. The chick that's playing Sally Jesse Raphael, she said, we going to get the drill, Sergeant. Press play. Flashlight, come on. I walk out in that bitch with an army fatigue shirt that stops at my stomach and my pants sagging. And I grab the white girl. We get we all get into an argument. I grab the white girl. I put on my shoulder. I smack on the ass. And I walk off the stage. Standing motherfucking ovation. Now, the teacher was pissed because he felt like I disrespected the program by coming out there sagging and that thing and smacking the white girl in the ass. So he was going to kick me out of the play out of the joint and give me and, and say that they need to suspend me. But the niggas was still on the damn shit giving me a standing ovation. He looked back and he was like, fuck it. You got to do it again two more times. So we did that bitch two more times. They taped that shit. Um, they played that shit over the, like, the, the uh, public access channel and shit. So the shit was popping. I say that if that shit happened early in the year, I've been prime king. Nobody knew who the fuck I was except the black folks. I ain't really talked to a lot of people, so I was just like, who is this nigga? To some, literally, who yeah. is this nigga? And then after that, everybody was like, yo, he dope. I came to class, eighth period, them niggas stood up, gave me a standing ovation. And then I think at that moment, that's what Bang was born, because that, at that point, I didn't really give a fuck about what anybody thought. Hit it. Bombs. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I think that's where it was born. But at that time, I was falling in love with music, so I started rapping and producing. You started rapping and producing. Yeah. Um, what were you producing on? Um, oh, NPC, Fruity Loops, then NPC 2000 XL. And what year? This was 2000 to 2000, and uh, like 2008 ish. No college. Um, I went to college to page. Only to use their studio in the play space. Why not uh, HBCU? Why not Pete? Uh, 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 I went to a predominantly all, white institution. I, I went to a predominantly white institution, so they wasn't really on no, you know, HBCU shit. If I would have known, I probably would have. But it was not going Lionstown shit, shit was, was not, not going no more. They went the East, state. right? They went to Eastern Illinois. That was the closest to the black experience of a college that I got for my high school. Yeah, you better look at them pubs over there. That's what you gonna be. Bangers. Yeah. You wanna go down there to Tuskegee where that, that man <laughs> had the peanut and made that peanut butter hat. Better go on your own. Get your grill yeah. ticket. Now if I would have known the, the, oh, shit. the parents. Yeah. Didn't didn't encourage HBCU? Nah, the parents didn't know shit probably about the HBCU. My father worked all his motherfucking life. Mom? My mom did the same shit. Well, actually, my mom was mostly a stay-at-home mom. No, my father's from Mississippi. Shit, if you got to stay at home, you stay at home and take care of Lee. I'm going to be at work. Um, They so want when, me to go to school, but so, HBCU? The fuck? So when did you find out about HBCU? I then? found out about it. I knew about it, but it wasn't in it wasn't in in the brain like that. Cause I'm like I'm a sports head, so Grambling, yeah. like Grambling State is what I knew. Grambling and Southern is what I knew because of TV, because of the Bayou Classic. Yeah, yeah because that's all I knew. On Thanksgiving every year. Yeah, that's, 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 Magic Mike went to a black black college for a, what school uh, you went to? 
I went down to Mississippi. I went to junior college, Mary Holmes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was crazy. It's my father from Greenwood, Mississippi, which is right down the street from Indabina, Mississippi. Yeah. And all my cousins went to Mississippi Valley State. Did you? I want you to know this. I want this is going on record that he called for all the GDs down there in Mississippi. Oh. You gotta, you gotta share your roots, man. You gotta take what you know from where you at. You that makes all the sense in the world. He called it for remember, all the GDs down there. Look, in Mississippi. I remember when I first, I think it was like 91, was the first time that I saw like a, anything like a Vice Lord symbol or a GD symbol in Mississippi. I was like, oh shit, they got them down here too? That yeah, shit is wild. What, people, what the fuck? That what? shit is wild. That's what, that's what your badass cousin got sent to from <laughs> right, up here in yeah. Chicago, and he took that shit down there. Like, and they had wild. guns out in the opening of the display. They had yeah. teeth and shit in the pawn well, shop. Like, folks down here. The yeah. fuck is going on? I didn't know I, it traveled. I get I get down there. Um, I'm taking the artist down there, and you know they got gold in the mouth, and they they got their head broke to the left yeah. and to the right. Now this is before the whole blood and crip era. Yeah. Before the whole that that shit took over, right? Only time we saw that, that whole blood and crip shit is is when we saw banging the little rock, yeah, banging the yeah. little rock. That's yeah. it. I get out and of that Mississippi was for real, and Memphis and shit like that, and we see the the whole Vice Lord, yeah, I the was. whole you know GD shit that's down there and everything. I was like, okay, is this shit real? Man, I was, I was thrown the fuck off. I was like, wait a minute, what? And you see this shit spray painted on the wall, and and GD and GD like spray painted over, and somebody put um, a, a CVL over the shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is going That's on? That's before man? the social media. Yeah, era. yeah. yeah. So. This is like I think it was yeah, it was '91. Cause he, okay, so my uncle, shouts out to my uncle Pee Wee. He had he had an Astro van. Now now nah, you too young for this, Patrick. He had an Astro van. But because the Bulls won the championship and we were so much of Bulls fans, he sprayed it. The shit was already black, but he spray painted the rims red, the interior, some of the interiors <laughs> red. So this nigga was really driving around Maywood, Illinois, in a black and red Astro van. He wasn't going to get touched because everybody knew who the Davis family was. I mean, I ain't saying we big and all that, but they, right. that means the just respect the, the respect yeah. shit. Yeah. And everybody loved my uncle and shit, my aunties and all that shit. <clears throat> But we drove the Mississippi in that motherfucker. And it didn't take me until I got older to realize that niggas was looking at us crazy because he was driving around in a black and red Astro van. Like and he was the 18. And them niggas didn't give a fuck that. <laughs> them niggas ain't give a fuck that it was the Bulls. They was just looking like, who the fuck is this nigga in a black and red truck? Right, yeah. right. We, we washing the car and shit. Back um, in Greenwood, Mississippi, at the car wash down the street from the Piggly Wiggly and shit, and niggas is looking at us. Who the fuck is these niggas? And they got a Chicago license plate, so they probably thinking we about to come up here and set up shop. That is prevalent in any hood you go where's black people at. We know how to stop and stare down a new passing car Man. or person. Who the fuck? We have to. We have to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to. We got to. We got to look around and be like, yeah, yeah. "What the fuck is these yeah. niggas on?" But yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. To get back to what we was talking about, though, Lions Township is where Bang was born, and then I started doing music and shit. Um, I was rapping. Um, this is the same era of the Rockefeller era. Yeah. The Bad Boy era. Yeah. Well, more Rockefeller era than Bad Boy because it was like two thousand. The 2000. Bad Boy era. Bad Boy was still prevalent. It wasn't prevalent was, like that. Come on though. now. Come we on now. Ain't. 
Let's let going nowhere. I mean, it wasn't. It was bad. Jay Z had two. Jay Z had the two thousands though. Okay, but you, I get what you're saying. You're saying you can't. You went from ninety six to two thousand. Yep. I wrote my first rhyme in 1997. The bad boy era was still prevalent, along with the no limit era came that yeah, year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad boy was still was still number one. Yeah. The no limit era. You had Def Jam, and you had uh, uh, the Rockefeller era. Yeah. Okay. You are now eight seventeen years 18, old. 2018, eight, Yeah. Seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah. Who's your favorite rapper at the time? Who's my favorite rapper? Benny Siegel. Hand claps. Yeah, Benny Siegel. Now, because the truth came out in 1999. Because here's the thing. The, the, the whole parallel, what's going on is because, you know, Jay-Z is, is uh, Magic Mike's pastor. Okay. Even though they're like one or two years, you know, apart it. from each other and shit. In I feel eight, 11 months. See, I feel um, I new edition is is the uncles, brothers, the brothers. <laughs> okay. okay, see. Um, so with that being said, you know Jay Z is responsible for us hearing, um, Benny Siegel. Yeah, Benny Siegel, Jay Z. Yep. Um, why Benny Siegel over Bleak? Why Benny Siegel over? So um, I was I was a Rockefeller stan at a time. Were you a Rockefeller stan at that time too, Magic Mike? Since Reason Without. Like, I have Chris Strong album. Yeah. That's how much of a Rockefeller stan I was. Okay. Like, I know you're a Rockefeller stan if you got that album. Yeah. Because that was the first album hit, non-Jay-Z hit, on hit, Rockefeller. Hit, that, hit the song. Let me hear you hit the song. We you talking about Full of Smoke? I'm yeah. not hitting that shit. Watching my life go down. Yeah. I'm okay. dead today. I, I went to go see them at the Shock Bar, that boy. Shit, they performed man. at the Shock Bar uh-huh. when their album was about to drop. Right. Yo, that shit was hot. Yeah. That can't nobody. That shit, I heard that shit. I was like, I had the album group. too. Yeah. I'm going to be so at, I know. I know if you're a Rockefeller stand, if you got that album. So I was a fan of Bleak. I bought um, the first album on cassette in Milwaukee. I was with my cousin. Um, um, I had spent like the week out there with my cousin. That's when he broke your year. That's when you broke your finger. He broke his finger in Milwaukee, my little brother. But I bought the Bleak album out there. Um, of course, I had Jay-Z shit. Um, shot, like my cousin, me and my cousin Derek, we just used to go just buy records and shit at Pelt Mo's on the west side. Yeah. Um, but Ain't that a lost art? Man. Just to go in the record shop, smell People don't understand. Talk to him, Mike. People, Read the line of notes in the back. Talk to, to him, Mike. The Talk reason, to him. The reason why people complain, I still say the reason why people complain about the, you know, people complain about the music of the day and all that shit. But I still say I put it on the, the consumer because we had to go make educated choices with our money. Yeah. If we got $20... We wanted to come out with 10 joints, right? Yeah. And you had to make sure you get the right joints because you didn't want to come out, especially if you bought my, bought the shit with your boy. Yeah. You ain't want to buy the whack album. Yeah, yeah. You, get you, talked you ain't want to get talked about and shit. So you definitely had to make educated choices with your money. But when I heard Benny Siegel, The Truth, when I saw the video on Rap City, I was like, this nigga cold. This nigga and I went and did I did he get a chance to see him on backstage when Jay was calling him out to do the yeah, freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, of course, yeah. I, but but when I heard the truth, the I, I mean, I didn't know Kanye West did the beat, so I didn't know the Chicago influence or nothing. 
I just heard that motherfucker rap, and I was like, this nigga cold. And I was a Benny Siegel fan since day It wasn't because one. he's a big guy, was it? Nope. I was like, that nigga cold. He had a, he had a, he had motherfucker a potent the, delivery. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and it was your very mom, clear. My wife fussing and bitching, motherfucker, won't you change your life? I'm thinking, motherfucker, won't I change my wife? Ignorant bastard laughing like, fuck the rap shit. It's just another hustle. It's another way for niggas. I heard that shit, and I was like, this nigga cold. You know what I knew he was cold? On the roots. Didn't even, like... Yeah, that yeah, the joint. I know what you're talking about. And them when he when he just yeah. kept saying in them, he said uh, first uh, watching the Lakers first front row, Chris Tucker, uh, yeah. and I named everybody. And, yeah. uh, he was like, say your jokes with Richard Pryor and them, and then uh, they they said that, that was the first time they heard him rap, and they was just so blown away because the nigga did the N them. They they said it was the N them rap, so he did like N them for like eight minutes. Yeah, just kept going. They say Jay Z swooped his ass up yeah. two days later and was like, "Look, this your number." Ninety six was the year of um, a lot of great albums. Yeah, a- um, Outkast's "Atlians." Yeah. Um, the Fugees. Yeah. Um, Jay Z's app debut album, yeah. "Reasonable Doubt." Um, was Tupac. Yeah. Um, all eyes on me, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, um, ninety six. I, I forgot. I lost train. As soon as he said the word Tupac, that's <laughs> you know, made me lose train of thought. Okay. Um, Maxwell came out that year. Also, Maxwell the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His album came out that year. Ninety six was a great al- a year for albums. Oh, very and much everything. so. Um, what I want, what I'm trying to get to. The point I'm trying to get is that you know, viewing the albums is is a lost art. It's it's you like I say you have to make educated choices. You had to go to some of these stores and listen to the snippets before you can get it in. We ain't had yeah. internet and all that shit. And that shit a lost art. That's why even like I got a title. Um, I'll go to hand the- claps, hand claps. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on, just stop, stop, just stop. Uh, you know, we. Uh, I'm sorry. Side note. I know. You. Let's catch it up to the, the digital age now. Um, how old are you? Yeah. 20, he, how old is he? He's 22. 22. But he gets a pass, and I'll tell you why he gets a pass. He's a streaming guy now. But no, he gets a Napster pass. Napster kid. No, he's not. He's he not. He gets a pass. Be, here's why. Because I, le- I had moved, right? I had moved to Atlanta for a bit, and I had left a lot of my shit. Um, and he used to listen to that shit. Yeah, and then okay. and then plus so the you was raised right. Yeah. And then when I go like he knew the words to Slick Rick Children's Story. Hand claps. Because it was in let, 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 let that ride for a second. Yeah, let that ride. He knew yeah. the words. He knew the words of Slick Rick's children's story. Yeah, of course, I had the album in my computer, and he'd go up in my room and he'd listen to the music. And I had came from work, and I heard him spitting the joint, and I just stayed at the stairs. And I was like, "This nigga know all the words." Like even when we was on the way here, he was listening to a lot of new shit. But then he put on Warren G. Regulate, and then he put on Warren G. Nobody does it better. And when he played that, I was like, "Oh shit," because that was the single off the next album but it ain't really get a lot of play and I was like oh shit so considering your age right considering and, 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 and the hip hop you listen to look 88 golden year for hip hop you got an old soul yeah, now, yeah, now so. you need a mic now you need a mic so he 
Like yeah. he listens to everything. But but the thing about it is, is with my cousins and shit. Like with all my cousins and shit. Like that's what we used to do. We go and and just buy music. My cousin D has fucking every new no limit album ever released that he switched the cash money but he was still buying mob deep and all of this shit like he put me on the mob deep he never let me down he never let live that down but he put me on mob deep with hell on earth and then it made us go back and do the infamous and now i got every mob deep album and that thing so even when prodigy died i was like yo you get the respect on that because you put me on Prodigy. Like, he put me on a lot of the Queensbridge niggas. So, hey, we we sitting up there playing Madden and shit and listening to AZ and, and all that type. That's that I grew up playing video games and listening to music and then going outside and playing football with the homies and shit or baseball or basketball in okay. the alley. But playing Tecmo Bowl or Madden or NBA Live and, and playing or... Excuse me, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, and playing music, it wasn't nothing to us. We was doing that shit as we got older, grabbing the Fifth of Hennessy and shit. When, when I had moved back from Atlanta, the Fifth of Hennessy, and playing fucking video games. And shit, let's just go ahead and grab another one. Then after that, all right, let's get on these bitches. That's how I grew up. It went from just playing that sh- I cut my foot. I split my foot. Wrestling. We was all wrestling. Split the fuck out my foot. His wrestling mom, culture around this time. Yes. We cause that mean that's shit too. We used to watch wrestling shit. I still NWA watch NWA or uh all uh, WWE I used to watch nigga, I used to be up in the crib watching Lucha Libre. That's how much I love wrestling at Magic that time. Magic Mike, did you watch wrestling? No. Nigga, I was didn't like it at all. I Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar, if Art Bar didn't die, would have had one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Nigga looked them niggas up. That's how much and they was and Lucha Libre. Magic Triple Mike, a, nigga. you you didn't like Magic Mike. You didn't like uh uh, uh Dusty Rhodes. No, no, no. I, I couldn't tell you nothing about Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I couldn't nigga, tell you. I was. I just started getting on your it, boy when he when when you started playing him before the shows. Von Eric. Yeah, I, I watched about all that shit. I, it, it wasn't interesting to me. I was watching really all Dude, that Magic shit. and Bird then Michael Jordan. I was I was watching that shit along <laughs> with them like. I'm telling you, if if it was wrestling, who was your favorite NBA player between eighty? Okay, side note, we we going back in time, eighty six to ninety. Who was your favorite NBA player? Mike. Yeah, it was Mike. It was you, Mike. You, you can ask Mike anybody Jordan. that is in the world. It's all I knew. Like Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan. Eighty six to ninety. Yeah. It was Michael Jordan when he dropped that. When he dropped that joint on the on the on the Cavaliers, that's one of the first wet, games. You I are a real West Sider. Yeah. What was it, 63 against the yeah, Cavaliers? Yeah, yeah, no, 69. Yeah, 69. I remember watching that game. Lenny Williams. Oh, oh, Lenny, oh. Lenny Wilkins said Michael Jordan would not come in his house and get 50 tonight. And no, he's he going to get 69. And I remember watching that game on WLFLD, yeah. Fox 32. Yeah. It's like, shit. Okay. That's when Jim Durham was but Gary Payne Jim my, Durham. Right, yeah. but Gary Payne. Women, no. Michael, Gary Payne is my all-time favorite player. Really? Yeah. Shit talker. Gary yeah. Payton's your all-time? Nigga, I got in the fights at Prosser for Gary Payton. Niggas, I was, I was Gary, shit. The Sonics? You a Gary Payton fan? I'm still to this day. You watched the Big Three yet at all? Nah. Have you watched the Big I Three? I had time. Nah. So you, you don't, you, I, I, I need both of y'all to make sure y'all, you know, before you leave. I'm, I'm going to check them out when they come here on Watch the 23rd the Big July. Three, please. I mean, I follow it, like, just Watch, looking at but I haven't watched the game yet because it's been. I, w- I was watching it last night. Um... 
It was great basketball. Yeah. No, no, I feel like. Great shit talking basketball. Yeah. Al Harrington is no joke. Three on three shit. Never has, man. That shit. Came straight from the league. No, no, no. Never been no joke. Huh? He ain't never, never been a joke. I thought you said he was a has been. I said never look, has man, been look, a joke. Okay, look, right. we grew that shit. We grew up on in my on my uncle's backyard. All we did, we we fought playing three on three. I, so shit, that's look, what look, we look, like. Look, look. That's the most physical basketball you can play. Yeah, as, a nigga can set a pick on you. Damn near you fought to, my father <laughs> doing the three on three. As a side note, nigga, you fouled me. Ice Cube caught a lick with this one. Yeah. If he thought of it, or if somebody else brought it to him with the thought, he owes that motherfucker some money. But if Ice Cube. If Ice Cube thought of it on his own, and you know what's great about it, I'm t- I'm about to tell you that the he media should get paid. Just me learning the more and more about the media shit. The genius about it is, is he put his shit out at a time where it's not a lot of sports. You in that dead time, right? So I hate baseball. So right it's like after the right niggas, I fucking hate so baseball. So niggas hate baseball, and I, and I watch niggas, baseball. Now. Niggas hate baseball. I hate baseball. Football starts in a couple of weeks. Yeah, basketball is done. So let's get all of these old NBA players with names, put these motherfuckers in courts and watch them play basketball. He put that shit at a dead time. Oakley. So if he would have did that shit, if he would did that shit in October, November, December, nobody would give a fuck. Right. But he put that shit in the dead time. That's what's so, that's to me is the smart part about it. Because what fucks up with like some of the old, like the XFL and some of these other joints. You try to go you, against the NFL. You try to go against. Nah, yeah. we, nah this is my shit. We're going to do that. And we're going to put it at a time Where's well, a dead time? And that's the smart media. Part Oakley, about Cur- Oakley cursed them motherfuckers out. Yeah, he coached yeah. you. You got to check it out. That's he, co- the star. He, he cursed uh, Steven Jackson out. That's go the ahead, star. Go ahead, man. You, you seen who, who's the most famous basketball player to come from Prosser? Um, Nick Anderson. All right, yeah, you know your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Nick, here we Nick go. Here we no, go. So here's, that's so, my man. So here's how I found out. I, I mean, I always thought Nick Anderson with the Simeon. But my freshman year, we know we didn't take no pictures. So uh, they gave us old yearbooks. So I, I grabbed like the, oh, I think it was like 84 year book. Yeah. And I'm looking through the joint. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck going on here? Nick Anderson? Because it's like his. Nelson Anderson. Yeah, Nelson Anderson. I was like, wait a minute, whoa, what the fuck? So I asked the gym teacher at the time, because he's he been there for like 30 years. And I was like, yo, that's Nick Anderson in the yearbook. What the fuck going on? He was like, Nick Anderson went here for his freshman and sophomore year. Then he had one over to Simeon to play with Ben Wilson, but then Ben Wilson got killed. So that's how I learned about Ben Wilson. And I was like, oh, shit, Nick yeah. Anderson went here? But then after Nick Anderson, it was Marquis Perry. Yeah. Marquis Perry was that nigga. Yeah, he was. He was that Real nigga. Good. Like that. Where did he go to college? He went to St. Louis. He went to St. Louis, but him, he Never was. Marquis Perry was around the same time as well, not around. He was at the same time with Amari Sawyer King, um, and Leon Smith shit, and um, and all them niggas. But yeah, like, he carried Prosser. Prosser, Prosser came of age. Then the Red North. Yeah, Prosser came of age. Yeah, Prosser came of age when Marquis when was there at that point, like his even to his freshman year. So like him and um, Iende Avery, yeah, went to yeah. uh, DePaul and shit. But then also shouts out to my niggas, you know what I'm saying, that was doing their thing there as well. Okay, I got I, we got to catch it up to right now for one just for a brief second. Oh, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm ready for them questions. I know you are. <laughs> um, I gotta ask you, and I know you know you you know right hand you you the right hand. Is the kid from North Carolina coming up here or what? Who? I, that's what I'm hearing on the street. No man, what kid from North Carolina? It's, it's the Zion Williamson. They say he's coming up to Simeon. No, he got another. It's another kid that transferred to Simeon named Zion. He's over there already. He's already playing. That's just hearsay that Zion Williamson's coming. That nigga go to Damatha. 
Ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody coming to let their kid really yeah, transfer no. from all the way out there. And it just was a hunting shootings in Chicago. This kid, <laughs> yeah, this kid was right in the street in Indiana. He was in, uh, what, what, what's the first part? Of Hammond, Indiana. So oh, that's oh, where he okay, was at. Yeah. So he just transferred over yeah, here with his auntie. Yeah, ain't no nigga coming from, ain't yeah. no nigga doing the Kevin Garnett. No, nah, ain't, ain't, no. Nah. Hey! That shit's never happened again. Not you with don't the, think so? Not, not, not with the violence in Chicago. And not that's, with, that's, the, that's, 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 that's bullshit. That's what proceeds. But not, I'm just going to say it like this. Not, not even just because of that. Not when you had like schools like the Matha. And, and shit like that, Oak Hill. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But see me as a powerhouse. No, I, mean, I get it. it but it's, they're but, a powerhouse, but, the but it's a hard sell when yeah. they have. What proceeds on that on that headline is violence plagues Chicago again over the weekend. And not when you got like Oak Hill, Virginia, and DeMatha, and Maryland. Them them power like where Carmelo Anthony went. That's Oak Hill. Like, like, and, and like, like all them shits. You know what I'm saying? And that now being me being in that area yeah. and talk now I understand the importance of Oak Hill and DeMatha. Them are powerhouse schools in the middle of nowhere that you will send your kid before like before like send your kid that's in Florida or in Washington or, or in Chicago before you send them. That's a hard know. sale. That's what I'm trying yeah. to tell you. Like it's been kids that's wanted to transfer. It here. could be New York. But it, the it, thing it, is they don't New York basketball just said as, as like Jer- Jer- Jersey I'm just saying, didn't, didn't it could be a kid from New York yeah. that want that to go to the math and that thing before they go to the hotbed in Chicago Rod Strickland was first to go to Oak Hill yeah so the math uh, uh, that's where Adrian Dantley went yeah and the same coach that coached him is still coaching yeah yeah, he's still there damn yeah, yeah. okay uh, and so I'm gonna t- I'm, I'm, I'm spin it like this alright so but you heard so, the rumor too, though, right? So yeah, I, they, I get a call about it like three times a week. All right, go ahead. Is that dude going to Simeon? No, <laughs> he's not going nowhere near that because he's a chubby kid. He like a Barkley, six yeah. five, super athletic, but he chubby. Yeah, and he left handed, and his highlights is ridiculous. But he he playing in North Carolina, no South Carolina. They want to go to North Carolina, but uh. He's still number one in the in the in this class, right? Oh, uh, they got like two, three other guys. He like top ten. Okay, talking about yeah. Zion Williamson. Yeah, yeah, he he good. He, yeah, he good. Why is it that certain people could do things forever and ever, and nobody never says nothing about what they're doing? So my man dropped his album over the weekend, and and it's it's a monster smash. Right, like it, it it lights up the social media. And then 50 Cent gets his ass on social media today and say, like, you can't be the best rapper at 47. Why not? Hey, man. Your thoughts on that? Miles Davis was the it's, best trumpet player at 67 still. Yeah, it was. I you know what I'm saying? I laugh at it. Here's why. Now, I'm a person who had low expectations for this album. Why? Now, man, I'm, because, I, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound bogus or nothing, but I ain't really anticipated Jay-Z album. Right. We got you. Like, I just didn't wasn't anticipating the Jay-Z album. But then when I hurt, but also, old heads had a tendency to rap like the little niggas. And, and. Wait, 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 wait. Bombs. (laughs) Do it again. Say it again. Old niggas has a tendency to rap like the little niggas. One more time. Old niggas has a tendency to rap like the little niggas. Hit it. Is that true? Nah, it's not, but, but, I mean, you know. Nah, he's good. Nah, he good, but he good? Okay. but here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Jay thing. I, I it was no, it's, it's the thing is it was the growth. Now, now I I so for me I say it off the bat like I get the whole black empowerment and all that shit and I get it. 
Like that's dope to hear. Yeah. But the what and I put it on Facebook that what what I dug about this album is the vulnerability this nigga had because my favorite Jay Z tracks is when this nigga is vulnerable. Yeah. You must love me is one of my favorite tracks. This nigga was vulnerable as fuck. He told you he shot his brother. Nigga, he told you shit. When he tell you shit you don't know or you don't expect to hear from Jay-Z because yeah. he's such a private person, I'd be like, yo. But he'd say that shit so cold, you'd be like, man, that's why I love this album because he's vulnerable. And as a married man now, yeah. and knowing some of the shit. Thank that, Yeah, you know. Shout out to my wife. But some of the shit that as a married dude you got to deal with and shit. I would I listen to that album with a different ear than I would have if I was twenty five or even if I was twenty or if I was eighteen. I listen to it with a different grown person ear who's a father who has a kid who as yeah, as somebody who ain't never been in the position to, you know, do some of the things that he has. But I mean shit, temptation is out there everywhere. If this nigga could fuck up, almost fuck up with Beyonce, shit, I can almost fuck up with Shaniqua down the street. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? But but it was the vulnerable the vulnerable shit about the album that I really fucked with. Because I could listen to Dr. Umar all day about black wealth and all that shit. I could listen to Dr. Wesley Muhammad all day about that shit. So Jay-Z saying that shit is not gonna make me feel any less different than them two saying that shit. But when a nigga but when you hear a nigga in a rap song talk about almost losing his family. That's different, cause ain't no rapper talking about that shit. Like niggas, like Nas talking that shit that Jay Z was. Nas talked about his daughter, and he did rap about losing his wife. Yeah, he lost her. Like he lost Khalees, and think when you think about that shit, shit was kind of weird in the first place. Yeah, but Jay Z, Beyonce, when people think about Beyonce being the number one person in the game and all that shit, the Beehive, the Beehive, and all that shit, y'all both fuck around to be billionaires, and then. You almost lose that shit? Come on, man. Fuck that. And he talked about that shit? That's a vulnerability that you're not going to get in a rap joint. Magic, and that's what I fucked with. Magic Mike? I like the whole album. Yeah, I love the, it. The, the whole shit. But, you know, it, it was like when he said, I probably talked a lot about being in that Lexus yeah. on wax. He was like, that's nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right now, I'm, I'm about putting other guys in position to get cash yeah. too. My guys. You know what I mean? He like and, Emery did a bit and he he got out and and, and yeah. out leap y'all and, and and Tata got a heart of a giant like he says he said a lot of amazing shit yeah. but the the shit that stuck out to me was uh my favorite song now is a uh, smile where he just going ham on the last and you know verse. what and you know what that was a song that I skipped because I wasn't really a fan of the beat or whatever yeah but then I had to go back and listen to it and him talk about his moms and all yeah. that vulnerability yeah like. The only rapper I knew that mama was a lesbian was 50 Cent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And but he, for Jay to give you an insight on his shit, like, come on, man. This is this nigga is one of the most private niggas in music. Yeah, and he said my mama was a lesbian. Yeah. She had four kids, but she a lesbian. And I yeah. had to pretend so long that she was a thespian. He said, um, I don't care who you fall in love with, if it's a girl or a boy. And I was you know like, yo, wait a minute. A woman what? or a man. Oh, so man. that... That's the vulnerable shit. So then I cried tears of joy when you fell in love. That's crazy. I mean, okay. My thoughts on the album was I felt like it was a good album, a great album. <laughs> I, I I fucked with the album. I, I listened to it on title. I didn't 
Yeah. Downloaded from no other. I, everybody sent you me trying links to get reasonable and shit. Ignorance on on title. Huh? huh? Trying to get reasonable ignorance. Yes, we are. Pretty yes, much. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I we want to be on there. Um, I do too. Shit. shit I want the what to be on that shit. <laughs> right, right. I, I agree. We, we got to get into that. Um, but I, I felt that the album was was a great album. It it talked to me. Yeah. At, I'm 43 years old. It talked to me at 43. It spoke the language that I spoke. He said something that he was in the story of OJ. Yeah. He said, he, you know, if, if something something to the fact that he had all these V12 engines. Yeah, he yeah. wish he could rewind that he shit. Rewind yeah. it and, and, and the shit was. He said he bought every V12. He said, yeah, he yeah. said he, he bought right. every V12 engine that was ever out. He yeah. said he could, wish he could have bought it. We weren't on that time and use that money to buy the property, buy that building. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Invest that two Man, million. I remember, two. I remember working at Best Buy. I was living in Atlanta and, yeah. I, and I, got, um, I got a $10 raise to come back to Chicago. So I was making like $35,000, $37,000 with no bills or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was just going buying whatever the fuck that I wanted to buy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there thinking, I was listening to that shit, and I was like, damn, if I could go back to that time, I'd be flipping my motherfucking money up and shit. But you don't think about that shit. You don't. Niggas who hustle. Like, I ain't hustle. I know niggas who hustle. I've been around niggas who hustle. I ain't, I ain't hustle because I ain't have to. You know what I'm saying? But... Even even to this day, I say that if I ever hustled, right, I wouldn't be, one, I wouldn't have been the flashy nigga, but I'd probably be the person that's flipping their bread because of shit that he just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm still the nigga who would go through the block, and like I said, I, I grew up on the west side, so I use Cicero in Washington. I use the building on Central, 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 excuse me, Central in Washington as an example. That building... On I think it's the the southeast or whatever, but that big court um um that big uh, courtway building right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That shit flips like every fucking two years. It'd be broken down and they'd build it again, broken down, build it again, broken down, build it again. Because they keep putting them section eight motherfuckers in there and exactly. they will tear up the it devil. Takes, but I'm also the person that be thinking like, damn, I'll probably be the one that hustle, take that building, flip it. Won't necessarily put Section 8 people up in that because, as we said, what they do. Yeah. But I person that flipped that. And then if I flip that, I flip some other shit. And I flip some other shit. I was always thinking that shit when I was younger. So I know if I would have did something that I probably I wouldn't be the Dumbo nigga. Yeah. We, we, but we, I understand. We, 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 but I understand, you know, other niggas doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's that fast, it's that fast money and shit. So. Like, but but yeah, that like, but shit like that spoke to me. I want, I want, I think the guys that bought all the fireworks don't yesterday. Drink tonight, but okay. no, I don't want to drink no Julio. That shit it'll burn my throat. But listen, Not, see, I don't drink that Julio. Yeah, that I drink. That's why I say I drink the Reposado or the Nejo. Okay, and if I'm really feeling myself and it's a special occasion, 1942. That's a mix of you drinking. This is straight. Yeah, that's a mix of you drinking. Popping. Supposed to mix it with something else. I watched guys last night set so many fireworks in the sky. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. And I want to know, I want to see this dude in five years. Right. And, you know, to be like, man, you, what about that that 15 you sit in the sky yeah. <laughs> in 2017? And niggas, and that's, I know, a nigga, I know and, a, a nigga told me he spent 800 on on uh and on fireworks. And that's why. 800. 
and to transition. And they say they do it for the kids. Well, nigga, they need they knew uniforms when school start back. How the fuck you spend? Y'all quit trying to sit on me for free haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> sit them in there with five dollars a piece. Bow. You know what I mean? Get some books and read to them. Yeah. Do real men read to kids. Do and that. The, you know what I mean? And the transition, Let's do that. that's part of the right of reason why I left WindyCityUnderground.com. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Niggas, niggas need a health insurance. Find out your... Look. So, to go back to what I was talking about at WindyCityUnderground.com right earlier. Shouts out to Beyonce Fox giving me the opportunity. I was nervous as a bitch being in that room because you got people... That work for power. That used to work for Power ninety two and iHeart and that bitch, right? And I had just graduated, and I'm a little older, so I ain't that nigga that nineteen that got that story about, you know, yeah, I interned under Jim and Dave Michaels, yeah, yeah, and you know, he let me run the board, and then I was doing weekend and all that shit. Nah, I was. I was think I was like twenty eight, twenty nine in this shit, and I was already thinking about my shelf life. So when I got there, Beyonce was like, all right, so what what shifts with y'all like? So Big Med was like, who was Med Gordon? Big Med was like, yo, I'm going to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I think he said from 10 to 12. So I was like, fuck, because that's what I wanted. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do the morning, five days a week. So Beyonce was like, you know. Can you do that? You know you ain't getting paid. I didn't think I was going to be there that long because the job that I have now, I had interviewed for. Yeah. And I was a finalist for D.C. So I didn't think I was going to be there that long anyway. So I was like, yeah, I could do it. So then it was like, you know, it's the morning show. You're the face of the station. And I didn't know that. It's like, oh, shit. So I got to go up in there and show and prove. So I did, and I didn't get the job that I thought I was going to get, right? So then they, my my boss now told me like yo St. Louis is open so you know maybe about that we'll talk about that later um and I it didn't end up getting that so it's like 2010 2011 so I'm now in a little funk because I didn't get the job that I de- thought I was gonna get I broke up with my girlfriend now at the time um over some real personal shit um now I'm just at the crib like and 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 my brother tell you the hustle game was strong to the point where I had moved out, and I had moved back in when me and my girl broke up. She had moved to Texas. I had moved back in the house. He had my room. He kept that bitch. I was in the room. I was sleeping in the basement on the couch. Mm. It's like, nope, I'm not taking that shit because my plan was not to be there as long in the first place. But I was still in the funk because I'm like, man, I'm out here. I'm standing in the couch in the basement. I don't know what the fuck going on. How I'm Humbled. Yeah. Humbled. I was already humbled, but now I think it was just more than questions are trying to it figure it out. Questions yeah. are trying yeah. to figure it out yeah. okay. because I always had the ideas and that thing like that about doing certain things. Like when me and Cam was doing the radio show, um, I created the website and that thing, just trying to do some shit different. Shit that you talk, people do now. I was doing that shit in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. We was doing that shit. Like, and sometimes you could be ahead of the game. Yeah, and that's what yeah. and that's what me and Cam's frustration comes through, and I get to that in a minute because I still get frustrated to this day. But what ended up happening is, is around like the middle of 2011, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm a I'm gonna go balls to the wall with this shit. Whatever happens, happens." And shouts out to Brianna Gallen. Shouts out to Swank PR. Swank PR. 
I started tweeting out the, the songs that I was playing on the station because Janelle, Bombs. Um, <laughs> because Go because ahead. Janelle because <laughs> Janelle who was under Beyonce was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, man, it's too much work. But then I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So I'd be tweeting out that I'm playing all of these artists and she'd think Brianna think I got him in the motherfucking studio. And I was like, nah, I'm just playing their music. So she was like, no, we connected. Was like, yo, can we do interviews? And I was like, all right, cool. First big interview, the first interview slash the first big interview that I got, and she sent Dave, Jeff, and Malice over to the show. And Malice was doing the show, and I was nervous. Malice from who? Malice from the clips. Okay. And I was nervous, and I kept saying my name fast as fuck. I kept saying Jerry Jerbang. You know, you can't understand me. So he was like, "What's your name?" He's like, man, all right, cool. J.R. Bang. I right, just say it slow and people understand that you got that name. I was like, cool. So I was good after that. After that, more she started sending me more people and then other people started seeing it. So dad started hitting me up and that thing. So it came to a point where I was just interviewing anybody and everybody. I ain't give a fuck. But then I started noticing that I had to be selective with my platform because you didn't want just anybody coming to your shit. Right. So then, as I started noticing, I started doing that shit, more people started paying attention and more people started knowing who I was. And then, I think, from there, that's when the J.R. Bang Morning Show started to started to make people start paying attention because it was local artists getting played. Right. And when I interview you, it wasn't no fluff interview, whether I knew you or not. I wasn't bullshitting you. I asked you if you think you're going to make it. I asked you if you think you cold and know what makes you different than all these other niggas. But I'll also have a conversation with you afterwards, and I'd be real as fuck if you're going to make this shit or not. Right. Motherfucker be like, man, so you think I got it? And I'd be like, nah, but shit, keep doing you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Pop you it. never know what might happen. <laughs> so, um, so then... I started looking at the fake shores and the Ruby Hornets. And I won't say that I got jealous, but I got frustrated. And I mainly got frustrated because I was I was like, they have a blog and they just post music. Right. And y'all sweat them. I'm actually playing y'all music, bringing y'all in there for an interview, and y'all niggas is still sweating. So it was just frustrating because I thought it could be an ecosystem. Where we all eat. And that's what they wanted too. But the artist was really just still sweating what they knew. And I put it on the artist by not helping create that ecosystem in which everybody can build and grow. But then when it started to happen, they only focused on me. So I made sure that cats like Mike B., um, Mike be the cool get people. I made sure that people like Shanika Speaks get people or Illinois Jones or some of these cats that was on WindyCityUnderground.com. Because now I'm like, yo, I, I can't be interviewing anybody and everybody. And and these niggas come on at night. You can come there too. So then they started to eat. So now WindyCityUnderground.com Windy started to become its own ecosystem right. where everybody was eating. Then we started doing, we started um, actually... Fun fact, um, everybody knows Rotimi from Power and the movies and everything, but on WindyCityUnderground.com's first event, and then there were one, he was a headliner at that joint. And I was one of the first people in Chicago to interview him while he was just a Northwestern University college grad and shit. I was like, yo, this is my favorite light-skinned Nigerian and shit. <clears throat> now I see him on Power. I saw him in D.C., 
And we was chopping it up. He was like, damn. Did he remember you? Yeah. He, he, he had a uh, a listening party at a locale. Yeah. On 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 the north side. Yeah. Nineteen oh four. Then on North Avenue, right? Was it North Avenue? No, think. we know what locale. Now you know you know you know what the spot is. Right down from where um. What's the spot that was on that's on Grand and Clark? I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's I the can't spot that's that, right down there. About. Yeah. I seen him there. That's when I seen Bro Timmy there. Yeah. Uh, before he moved to New Jersey and got the yeah. Because he's from there. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. He went to Northwest. Okay. Okay. But like he was on the first joint. I had showed him. Matter of fact, matter of fact, um, I was covering the um, red carpet event at Power, and I had showed him the joint. And he was like, man, damn, what year was that? God like, yeah. damn, man. But, but you know, when I look back at shit like that, that was our first event. We had, um, and then after that, we just made it our like anniversary joint. So our big bash or our summer jam. So we did, we did two more of that at, at Tygo Styles in Berwyn. Shouts out to Tiger. He let I was hosting the joint with P One. Mm-hmm. He had asked me to host it. He was paying me to host it and everything. And Tiger saw what I was doing and everything, and he was like, "Yo, why don't you do your own joint?" I was like, "Word for real, I can't afford the building." He was like, "Nah, you you take the door, I take the bar, and if you get ten percent, if we go over a hundred percent at the door, it nah, you go over the mark, you get ten percent of everything else." I was just worried about the door because I know niggas gonna come up in there and they gonna see they niggas and they probably gonna drink, but after that they gonna bounce. Right. But for a year and a half straight, we had a local showcase. Showcasing all uh, showcasing artists that we get on WindyCityUnderground.com for a full year and a half. Niggas be charging marks for shows and shit. I ain't charge you for shit. I had a nigga come up in there and film that shit. I had a nigga come up in there and take pictures. So you ain't got to grab your homie with a camera and say, can you film this? Because I had the shit ready for you. I had a photographer come up in there and take pictures and shit. All you had to do was come up in there and perform. And I gave you 15 minutes. Right. So when motherfuckers gave you five and shit and shortchange you and you got to pay for that shit, I gave you 15 minutes. Just tell all your people to come out. It was $5 a joint. Right. We did that shit for a full year. And I did that shit where the school didn't believe in it. Right. The school didn't even know half of the shit that was going on. And we got other campuses and other spots. Niggas at the other campuses didn't, didn't even know what the fuck was going on. But you as a, you've always had this this aura. And the state your poetry shit too. That shouts out to um, Charmin Johnny, right? And um, uh, Chanel the mouthpiece. They did a they did a monthly joint. Uh, state your poetry. They had poetry coming out. So mind you, we're an internet radio station that has a yearly event plus monthly events for local artists and a monthly poetry joint. But you've always had this aura. That of a radio personality. Yeah, that's for my cousin. And why didn't you feel the power or the GCI didn't pick you up? Um, I will say this, and this is what some of what was told to me. Be honest. Be, I'm be, being honest. I'm be, just saying. Be, be, I'm, cause be I can, brutally honest. I'm being brutally honest, and I can just tell you what I know. Okay. That I had some people tell me that. Because you're a success now. Yeah. I, some people told me that they felt like that I wasn't, I was a ready-made product 
but I didn't necessarily have the platform, so they really didn't understand how it was working, but they couldn't be that person that said that I made this person. I couldn't be that person that grew them. See, radio is a business where you got a lot of people that get on because, you know, they 16, 17, 18, 19 years old working under somebody for a couple of years, and then, you know, they branch off, and now that person can say, yeah, that I, that I worked on, that this is my family tree, so to speak. My family tree is Sam Silk. But I didn't use my cousin for shit. Okay. And 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 that wasn't because he didn't want me to use him. Because I remember when I told him I was going to broadcast school and he cussed me out. He's like, yo, you could have came up to Cleveland did this shit with me. What the fuck? But then he was like, all right, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. This nigga had me, and I interned on him. This nigga had me in secrets in the parking lot at fucking night when he came back to Chicago putting motherfucking flyers on people's cars. Paying motherfucking dues. Nigga. In secrets? In the parking lot? Paying dues. D- d- fuck, Nick. Shit, I thought how I was going to get how shot. You? Nigga, I was grown. Paying dues. Yeah, this was, this was when I was grown. I mean, I've been no doing this shit. Yeah, no health care, nothing. No, none that. I, and I got to... He tell me to come out here. I got some shit for you to do. And this nigga say, go put this shit. And, and, and I'm from the west side. Paying no, dues. Trust, nigga, I, was, I ain't go front. I was a little worried. Like, nigga, I'm in the parking lot. That, nigga, you, pull, you trying to put a flying motherfucking shit. He fucking a bitch. And you pissed. Yes. Your ego is pissed. Like, no, nah, I wasn't pissed. Your ego wasn't ever nah. pissed about p- putting flies up there. Nah, because I knew that's what I had to fucking yeah, do. You seen the bigger picture. So I, it, I always see the bigger picture. I yeah. even see the big. I see the bigger picture now. I always saw the bigger picture at WindyCityUnderground.com. and I think because of my mentality at that time, I burned some relationships that even to this day I probably wish that I could kind of get back because of my because I was so so much into the man we got to do this we got to do that to make it in competition with niggas that when certain shit happen and and i'll fly off but i had a plan and i wanted to do it the way that i felt that it needed to be done and beyonce used to be the worst in that the person that a hey she don't cuss <laughs> nothing like that but she'd tell me in the most non-cussing way possible to chill out but um, but we was doing all of that shit, and a lot of people, some people respect it. Like, I still get people hit me and like, yo, that, like, I wish shit was still like that. Like, but, but it all goes to the people and the powers that be, in which who you know, who who don't know what the platform, who don't know what the urban is. I even said like that, and I love, and I love the people at the school of death. But they didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand how we was part of, we was right in the middle of a boom in Chicago that that saw in one year 10 artists getting signed and and we playing all of those cats. And that's some so of those frustrating, man. That that's, that's what I don't understand. Like, and they, that's, they, how they... Was, that's what people don't understand. Like you see JR, you see JR Bang, you know, interviewing these people and doing all this and doing, but they don't understand the frustration that shit came with. Now, if that's the truth you want, that's the truth where it's at. I gotta, I know what I want. I want to be at GCI and I want to be at Power 92. I want to be at one of those joints. And I want to do if it's just weekends. I got people who telling me since I was in school, like, yo, you could easily do weekends and shit. But I know you got people up in those buildings that they come up under these niggas and, and they ain't relinquishing that spot. Bang. And then you hear niggas that you know that ain't as good as you, yeah. that you know you can do better than. And I go through that yeah, how frustration. How does cocksucker get this job? And I go through this frustration to this day. 
I don't feel I don't feel I had to leave home. Okay. Well, I should you could when you when you got your thumb but, but on the post of the city. I'm glad I went home. I but, left. But but I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask you this now. Yeah. Did you have opportunities to go to a C list or B list station? Yeah. Um, Shouts out to Bill Bill Black. Um, Shout out to Bill Black. Me and, to- we go. Me and Bill Black go yeah. way back. Shouts out to Bill Black. And I know. Shouts him. out to AC the plug. Uh huh. So. Bill was in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, he was the music director at uh, Radio One Atlanta. High That's 104, right. Uh, I mean, High One Hundred Seven. Um, high One Hundred Seven Point Five. And yep. Um, yep. he One Hundred Seven Point Nine. One Hundred Seven Nine. So he um, hit up my girl AC and was like, "Yo, who you think is next up or whatever?" So she mentioned a couple of people, including me. And he was like, all right, so who was due? And I was doing the what at the time along with the radio shit. Shout out to like, the what. Thank you. Um, and the air, he was like, the air check is cool. He said, the air check is cool, but um, this digital shit, what's going on with that? So we linked. He had her thinking that he was like just like um, consulting with somebody. Consulting with a station in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he had got the operations manager job in Cleveland. Right. Bill didn't know that Sam Silk was my cousin. So this is this is how everything works. I didn't jump on his back because my cousin is who he is. So we talking everything, and he says he wants to bring me up there for an audition. Now, you don't just bring niggas up there for an audition. If you go up there for an audition, you got a chance. Now it's up to you to fuck up or not. Still a deal. Now, this is the first time I'm on terrestrial radio. It's, it's Cleveland. What kind of market is Cleveland? Cleveland is a mid-major market. Which is like translation B, C, B. what? It would be, well, I would say C because you have your majors and then you have your middle. I would say it's a B or a C. Okay, what's 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 A? A is, a is Chicago, New, New York, York, L.A., LA. B is Atlanta. What? B would be like uh, Detroit, D.C., Detroit, Dallas, um, some of those big markets, but so like Cleveland, Philly. Cleveland, Cleveland and Milwaukee, so, they probably yeah. be like C. Yeah, so they yeah. would be A would be like C, but the thing is is that Cleveland didn't move like a C. They got a summer jam, LeBron's there, um, and all that shit. So, you know, they didn't move like a C. So, and this was for afternoons. So this wasn't for no weekend spot either. This was for afternoons. So they had to email Kobe Cobe, who's the vice president, and who left that job to become vice president. So I would have been replacing Kobe Cobe. Who's now in Philly? Nah, no, Kobe is the vice president of uh, radio at uh, Radio One. Gotcha. Okay, um, okay. So I was, he was in Philly, though. Uh, he was in Philly, yeah. Right, he was right. in New York, Philly. Like, the East Coast is Kobe. Right. Um, but they had to holler at him to let him know that me and Sam is cousins. Mm. Um, so they was like, all right, cool. I went down there. And like I said, that was my first time being in terrestrial radio on the air, doing the show by myself. So I was nervous as shit. So then, but I ended up doing a good job. I didn't get the job. Um but I was thinking from there, things would be good. Um, but it but it ended up switching. And then the next year, I ended up becoming the um, online editor for Radio 1, St. Louis and Dallas. So, shouts out. Um, and clap. Yeah. But AC put him on. AC put him on to me. And he gave me the opportunity that the home team wouldn't even give me the opportunity to. And I'm thankful for that. 
I if I haven't seen Bill since that day, we've talked and that thing, but I've I'm like to get that opportunity from an internet radio station to a terrestrial radio station, that don't happen. Hand claps. So I'm definitely thankful for that. And I did it not off the back of like family. Can you see this is you know, your whole story's been about ascension. Yeah. The word ascension. Yeah. You know, you ascended from the bottom all the way getting to where you getting to. You might not might not have gotten to um the radio personality part just yet. I don't think that's gonna happen. You don't think it's gonna happen? I, I mean, would I like it to happen? Yeah. I but, think it's gonna happen. But knowing but the position I'm in and where I'm at. The position I'm in is I think I think the position I'm in, depending on where I'm at, is far more impactful for me being on the radio. Because digital is where everything is at. Okay. And now I'm the regional online editor for and I oversee uh in DC, but I oversee Philly, Baltimore, Dallas, St. Louis. So shouts out to my online editors and all those months. So you see Basically, you see and get shit before it happens. Yeah. What happened today was the whole Rob Kardashian, yep. uh, Black China shit. Yep. You saw that shit happening when? I mean, I saw that shit happening shit last year. I saw that shit happening when they started the reality show. Mm-hmm. Niggas is just, is the life we live. Like, social media and all that shit and trying to be pop. We use social media for the stupidest shit. So he on social media trying to out a stripper whose motherfuckers have seen naked, but you wiped that motherfucking ass up. So for me, and like for me, it's not even the look you look like a fool part. For me, it's my clicks. You about to help my website out today, partner. Thank you. And niggas be like, niggas on social media talking about, so why the fuck do we give a damn about this shit and all this shit? And, and, and I've learned that that shit's dumb. Because I've put out stories that special interest, that's some shit that, some heartwarming shit that everybody needs to take out. And I'll look at them numbers and them numbers be whack as hell. But as soon as I put out some salacious shit, shit be off the motherfucking roof. And the niggas who talking about they don't want to see the shit be the niggas who be clicking on that motherfucking shit. So I see shit from True indeed. So I would I put the shit, silliest joke man. up in the world about the shit like today. Put that shit up. Go ahead. And they will like it and laugh and give you all the, the, the emojis with the crying faces laughing yeah. in the world. So, but you put something up about man. helping some the elderly. The Akon story the is the perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Akon had said a year prior what he was motherfucking doing. He said a year prior, but then a year later, oh man, why ain't nobody talking about Akon and shit? Why ain't nobody... Motherfuckers was talking about that shit. You just wasn't receptive to that shit. And what a lot of people don't understand is that we're receptive... We're reactive business, not a proactive business. Radio is not not reactive at all. I mean, proactive at all. It's reactive. So we react off of you. So whatever you give us, we gonna give you back. Because that's what you want at the time. So so if you given... if If you want this, we gonna give it to you. If it's the new shit... We gonna wait to see if you pop off on that shit. Ebro talk about that shit all the motherfucking time. Now I will say this: How you like Ebro? I love him. You do? Yeah. I don't. I. I. To this day, I don't know if he ever listened. But me and Cam did a was when we was doing our show in school. Shout out to Cam. Yeah. Shouts out to Cam. Quote. Marv Nyland. Hold on. Yeah. 
Marv Nyron, who was working at the Loop um, and uh, Emmis, but it was Emmis. Um, he was um, like, I think he was the um, the sales manager or whatever. He was also like on the school's board. And I was working at Best Buy at the time and Quotes was working at Walgreens. And we was we had our uniforms on because we was going to work after that. Right. And he came to speak at the school. So we was like, fuck this. We about to go talk to this nigga. This nigga may work for Emmis, and all Emmis got his rock shows on this motherfucker, but we're going. So, Keep going. Go ahead. So, go ahead. yeah, from there, we walked up to that nigga. We told him about the show, and he was like, yo, well, I listened to it. The day we thought he was listening to it, he didn't get a chance to listen to it. But we was on that bitch priss and proper. We was we was trying to be professional and shit. And we was like, fuck this shit. Well, we don't know when he going to listen, so we, gonna, we just going to do the show. So the next week he ended up listening. He sends us an email and was like, yo, I like it. I want y'all to send me a copy of it and I'm going to send it to the program director at Hot 97 and Power 106. I'm not trying to get y'all no job. I just want him to I just want him to listen to it and just get his feedback or whatever. He sent it to Ebro. He was the program director at the time. Mm. That was my first like, oh shit. And I just knew Ebro because he was doing the MTV shit. Right. So I was like, oh, that nigga's the program director. I didn't even know he do radio. But I love that nigga because, especially when you go on this rants about radio, because that's the that's the uncomfortable truth about the business. That we're more reactive than we are proactive. We wait for shit to get hot. We wait the shit for people to buzz. And we're not we're we're honestly we're we're afraid to take chances on shit because a chance might cost us our job. Mm. Now, on the opposite end, I can take a chance on if Magic Mike wanted to do a, a um, do a song. I could put that bitch on the web and I yeah. can see how people do it. I could do what the fuck I kind of want to on that bitch. The only thing is with me is I just think of I think of digital as a program. Yeah. So I think of I think of what I do. I think try to think from a programmer's mind state. Okay, than just a digital person. I didn't grow up in the digital world. I'm I wasn't growing up in analytics and all of that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's shit that I just learned the trace of because I was running a internet radio company. But my cousin thinks like a programmer. He is in radio. Like people that I look up to in the business are are people that that grew up on the programming side of things. So that's how I think about shit. Do you agree that we are slow here in Chicago when it comes to this? Nope. Podcasting. Oh and, yes, and to yes, join on yes. To it. Oh Podcasting yes. Podcasting and Chicago internet yes. radio. Here's why. And, and here's why. I think it's the quality, not quantity. Shit. We have a lot of quantity and not a lot of quantity. No diss to a lot of people who do this shit. But hey, we was doing look, and 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 Jamal know we was doing closed sessions radio with me and RTC. And that shit was tight. That shit was nice. We shit, chance the rapper announced acid rap on our podcast. Vic Mensa broke up with kids these days. The next day, him and Donnie is on closed sessions radio. Um Freddie Gibbs says fuck Jeezy and fuck Jim Jones on closed sessions radio. So the thing is. I get frustrated when I like when I hear that shit because this shit that I was doing before then and if this shit was popping, you know what I'm saying, I probably yeah. wouldn't even be where I'm at. Then you see DJ Academics and when Vic misses be like, I, I really thought you was a bitch. Yeah. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah, Cause like, you seen that <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I seen that and you, shit. You know years there ain't ago. no front. Yeah, you like know what I mean, that's, that's really him. DJ Academics and shit. DJ Academics and shit, you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? I see how he made his name, but my 
But but our problem is is that we don't have a, a lot of outlets that's going to give you that shit. But we're gonna look at complex. We're gonna look at you know vice and all that shit and be like, yo, that shit's dope. Yeah. I wish we could do some shit like that here. Reasonable ignorance is here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Close sessions radio was here. Shit, fake your drive is here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause, cause, um, Andrew, Ernest Wilkins, David Drake was doing a podcast. Wow, and that shit was they nice. Were, they were. That shit was nice. Yeah. Like niggas been doing this shit. People been doing this shit. It's just is the market receptive to that shit? And yeah. I don't think that the market has. I don't think that the market is receptive to that shit. But if you go to New York, when a motherfucker do a goddamn press run, he got to go to a podcast now. Yeah, you got to go to you know some videos, some 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 different type of video shit. Yeah. So now they expect that shit. So when the artists come to Chicago, if they even do a media run, they know they got to go to GCI. They probably go to Power ninety two, or they gonna go to Power ninety two. Probably go to GCI. They probably do WGN because WGN likes the Urbans. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to be in that media run for certain people. You know what I'm saying, and that was dope. Yeah. And I was an internet radio station. So imagine if it was just a podcast or whatever like that. You know, say so it'd be dope, but is niggas, niggas wasn't receptive to the what like that when uh, it first started. And yeah. they still they just like what? But I mean, yeah, but it's the what? But like people wasn't receptive to that shit when it first happened. Yeah. But thankfully that shit happened. And that's the front and and I would say that my my time in Chicago was just built off of Working through frustration. Exactly. So, so that's why you get somewhere else and you be so much freedom. And I'm not free. And, 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 and you, I mean, it's you, you give free. up a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, you, you give seems, up a lot it, of shit. It might seem to be free, but I'm not free because I still look at as as Bula said, man. I, I try to think forward thinking, and that should be frustrating in the motherfucker. If people, it a beautiful mind is the way to put it. Like okay, how, yeah. I, I, I um, let's switch topics for one second. Yeah. Um, you know we do this segment called Six Brown Chicks. Yep. Magic Mike goes in. I need Jr. Bain to, to match my man Magic Mike to go in. Okay. Just questions because man, you know man, you've hosted yeah. comedy sessions. Yeah, that's you've done too. all of what you've you know you know you've done all of that before. Yeah. Um. So here we go. Okay. I want to ask you these questions. Okay. And the. It's on six, shout out to Six Brown Chicks. Um, shout out to Zandra from Six Brown Chicks. JR Bang. Yep. This is a question that was sent to Six Brown Chicks. Okay. Want to read it verbatim? It was sent to them. Sent yeah. to them. Okay. We hooked up and his wife threw him out. He lives with me. And she dropped off his three bad kids, too. Okay. I don't want this advice. Why the fuck is you there? Why the fuck is he there? Simple as that. If you don't want it, why the fuck is he there? He's there because he's giving you dick. Like, Bombs! Like, he's there because he's giving you dick. You like some shit that's there. So what the fuck? If you ain't want him there, he wouldn't be there with his three kids. He'd be over his brother's house, or his cousin's house, or his mom's house. Fuck out of here, Magic, she, magic Mike. She, she didn't know it was a trailer behind the the shed. Like yeah. when she seen all that dick, like the nice car. Yeah. Then you know, like his wife was like, "No, he go a trailer. He just what else come with this motherfucking car." She's there, for the, she's there for the dick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Now she got to get her ass up early, uh, extra yeah. hour early. Now and she got to raise. She got to really raise the kids. Ain't yeah, wash all their clothes. Pop. And they don't like her ass. Yeah, they don't like Pop it. They're like, fuck you, bitch. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Stabbing the, f- the fucking couch up. You just gonna let your kids call me a bitch? Hey, yeah. man, shit. Yeah. Bitch, you heard him? Yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike. I feel bad on that one. <laughs> Great father. Bad husband. He's been having an affair for years, but I ignored it. Mm. Now he's doing it in our house. Oh. Divorce? He's still paying the bills, ain't he? That's why you stayed. Bitch, bombs. <laughs> but now he's, he said, "Fuck this! Uh, I'm st- all these hotel bills, bombs. Was this fences? Yeah, yeah. She takes good care of me, doesn't she? Bombs. I'm home every night, right? Bombs. Since you sleeping in the basement, my grandma. Yeah. Bombs. Is this this is a new relationship? Yeah. I know shit. she was snotting this shit. Just like uh, my girl was. She, she dealing with some shit that her grandmother and her great-grandmother dealt with. Bombs! He, did, he doing it in the house. Yeah. They used like, to it as a family. That. Oh, my gosh. That's $90 a month. Right. Shit. Here we go. to the crib. All right. I caught him cheating. Third time. Third time. He don't know who he wants. Said he wants me to prove I want him most. Nigga. How? Advice. How? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. How? Side note, bitch. See Tiny and T.I. Right. Go ahead. Do the threesome. Do the threesome. Bombs. Yeah. She got to find out. So she probably did that shit. Yeah, d- double dutch, and, baby. And if you at that point, man, you just got to cut your losses, man. Dude. Yeah. You just cut your... That if if you don't know who he want, just throw your pussy in the bed yeah. with him. And just, hey, hey, it's either the apples or the oranges, nigga. Yeah. Bombs. <laughs> What? You got the bananas, you with the apple or the orange. <laughs> Where your nuts at? Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, what? Go to the next question. That Here we go. Um, husband of eight years grew a beard. Okay. Magic Mike, J.R. Bang. When I, when I kiss him, I know I'm spelling a female. He says it's just <laughs> for men <laughs> die. Talk but, to me. Ah, see, I would blame it on that nigga. Yeah, because you can't be eating. You can't be eating the other chick pussy if you yeah. got a beard, and then that shit get on you. That's like fuck. That's like cheating on your girl with a woman who squirt. You gonna come back with the smell? Pop it. Yeah. Lady told me don't come on smelling like <laughs> you nuts smell like Irish Spring, and you smelling like outdoors. <laughs> I know you cheated, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Give it away. No, this, this is just for men die. No. Hey. That's coming. Oh, my God. Whenever your lady want to give you head in the door, she just want to smell your dick, nigga. <laughs> Bomb! Never smell your dick at 2.30 in the morning. I'm my job on this podcast. <laughs> 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 nigga, she ain't never gave you no head at 2.30 in the morning, and all of a sudden, now you come home from the bullshit club, be like, Yo, which you is your side bitch car. <laughs> You represent something else. You don't need to be talking like this. Yeah. He said he wasn't ready for fatherhood. So I endure I ended the pregnancy for us. Whoa. He broke up with me. Now flaunting his new pregnant girlfriend for help. New pregnant girlfriend. Help. He dodged the bullet. Yeah. Oh god. Unfortunately yeah. for us. Two is two is greater than one. Bombs! <laughs> I can't get pregnant. <laughs> you know what he said? I can't get pregnant by this one. Yeah, oh, I can't get this God. one. Yeah. I'm fucked up. Let's see who make the best oatmeal in the morning. That's yeah. what I'm <laughs> 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 Pop it! 
You know, this bitch, I can't have no bang behind. She don't even know how to shave her pussy right. Bangers! Yeah. <laughs> After three years, he proposed. I said yes. Yeah. Next day, he took it back. Said he was high. I'm, <laughs> I'm devastated. Advice. <laughs> the nigga is psych. <laughs> psych. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I was playing right. Bobs. No, I was playing right. I still love you though, but I was playing. That though. ring wasn't for you. What was the fuck? This was for my other bike, bitch. This nigga said, what a stay last night. Nice Give that ring back. Oh, God. What you call everybody for? Tell them it's over with. Damn. Delete your Facebook page. You yeah. know she got on Facebook and says she, he said yes. That's what happened. Yeah, Put on Facebook. I said yes. No, she didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pop it. Pop it. All right. Mother-in-law still invites his ex to family functions. Oh shit. That's and he, life. And in he the Davis seems family. okay with it. Yo, that's life in the Davis family. Nuh-uh. She gotta let that ride. I tell you this, and my brother is and my brother is is proof of that. In our family, our exes kicks it still. They still be at the parties, they still be kicking it, and we are family. Once you have sex with us, you ain't going nowhere, all right? And that goes if you a Davis, if you a Reed, if you a Brad Harris. Harris. I don't I don't know what it is. Bombs! But you fuck us, you ain't going nowhere. So what do you, what, what what do your actions be, man? Like how do y'all react? Like I know you like your wife be like I know you ain't going over there by that bitch. Nah, now that's not happened to me. Yeah. It ain't happened to me because like I mean I I have good relationships with all my exes. Yeah, but they don't. Nah, like your but, wife, like I know like, my wife. Now nah, my wife, but my wife, me and my wife broke up, um, and she came to the party. Yeah. With my cousin and my dad. Now all y'all go out there and do the wobble together. Wobble yeah. baby, wobble baby. Fuck. <laughs> all y'all do the wobble Have together. Have a good time. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last one. My boyfriend's ex still has a key to his condo. Oh. She walked in on us having sex. Oh, <laughs> what? Took some food. Bacardi. And left. Got him in two hours, bitch. Save some. Help. <laughs> I'm going to go eat this. I'm going to feed my nigga with this. I'll be back in two hours. Yeah. Save some for me. Yeah, yeah it ain't that's no relationship. Over relationship. Yeah. Now, the nigga in me is like, shit, she ain't stay, so shit, yeah. fuck it. But she ain't over relationship. She's still paying some bills over there. Yep. Yeah. They still own that together. Yeah. And they ain't sold it yet. Yeah. Exactly. Reasonable English Podcast. Episode the JR Bang episode now on iTunes. I hope this was good. I hope this yeah. was good. Yeah, now yeah, we're gonna share it with everybody. I didn't want to come to the podcast and like be whack and shit. No, no, you ain't never hey, whack. This is no, 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 no. Best you... ones ever. Um now on SoundCloud, now on iTunes. Review, comment, download, share. Yeah. Please share it, man. Subscribe. I'm going to share the fuck out of this one. It's, it's, it's like bending a nigga arm just get him to share something. But listen, mama, every day you away from us is another day. We're getting closer to seeing you again. 
And uh, if it is to be, it's to be up to me. Shout out to No ID, man, for producing a great, great. Shout out to No ID. No ID. Dion, you did your motherfucking thing. Yeah. Hey, the producer is rushing the shit out of us now. So, that, so let me get my shout out real quick. Let go me ahead, get my shout out real quick. Yeah, shout, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my little brother who, to, for bringing me out here. He Thank you. That shit. And oh, shout man. out to his newborn, my niece. Congratulations. You know Congratulations, man. Uh, shout out to my wife, Miriam. Um, hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, No. Shouts out to me never being involved in any sexual type of bullshit when it comes to the Chicago music industry. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. But now, other than that, man, shouts out to you, dope podcast. You've been doing anything. Uh, Shouts out to you, Mike, as well. Um, Shouts out to my man, Cam Quotes, because, um, like I said, he's getting married Friday, but. If it wasn't for Cam Coast, I probably wouldn't even be in this position because I came to his crib. He had the pamphlet for the school up in there. He was like, man, you should go with me. And I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, my way of, my way of paying them back is introducing them to his future wife. So we're even now. Hey, <laughs> congratulations to Cam Quotes. Other than that, man, shouts out to my parents, uh, my son. Um, shouts out to my online editors, Aaliyah, Justin, Naheem, and... Um, Lauren, who gets on my damn nerves. So I'm going to say it again. Aaliyah, Justin, um, Naheem, and Lauren, Bobby Penn, Williams, who's like been giving me heart attacks and shit, but that's my homie. Um, and shouts out to all my online editors um, at Radio One. We do a dope-ass job, and in some cases, we're underappreciated, but I appreciate y'all. We finally got the JR Bang episode. And Beanie Siegel for inspiring this man. Yeah. Damn right. The truth. The truth. Other than that, that's man. That's the name of this episode. JR Bang, the truth episode. Uh, yeah. You know he got punched by Meek's man, though. Yeah, he did. But what? I mean, he got snuffed. Yeah. It is what it is. Other than that, man, shouts out to everybody who's ever believed in me in this music shit. I believe who's in JR. Fo- who's ever followed me. That shit never went unnoticed, and and I wish, I one of the things is, is I do wish I was still around, but at the same time, my son needs health insurance, my wife needs health insurance, I make good motherfucking money now, because I wasn't getting paid to do the J.R. Bang morning show, which people didn't know, I was getting paid to be the program director, but I wasn't getting paid that much, and no, I was not getting $500 in interview to do the J.R. Bang morning show, I never charged no nigga to be on my platform to do their thing, I made sure my platform was there to help out y'all. So for all of the niggas who did their thing, man, and they 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 flourished from it, shouts out to you. And shouts out to some of the bigger names who I might not shouts out to some of the bigger names who I might not necessarily talk to like that. But shouts out to those people for even part, coming to the platform. And shouts out to anybody that helped me out. So the folks like you, Brianna, shouts out to Gene oh, who's doing this thing. Appreciate shouts you. out to Anybody and everybody who's been a part of the J.R. Bang experience and WindyCityUnderground.com. I flooded J.R. Bang's email and with the all, jocks. all types of music. And the jocks. So like Mike B., Shanika, Illinois Jones, and all of them. I appreciate oh, yeah. you. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I hit you up. Yeah. This is one of the, a, a, a great episode here. I hope so. It is. It, 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 like I said, it's, it, it basically started about Ascension. You know, bottom, you had a dream, you're still doing it. Yeah. You know, you're accomplishing everything. Right. You know what I'm Shouts saying? Shouts out to Prosper, Provisor East, Lion Township. Michelle Clark in 1996. Drop bombs. bombs. Drop that bomb. 
I just wanted to drop a bomb real Go quick. Go ahead. Say it again. Go ahead and say it. Shouts out to Michelle Clark, 1996. Drop that bomb. You heard that radio voice right there. we out, man. You know what I'm saying? Reasonable Ignorance episode. Now on iTunes. Now on SoundCloud. Anywhere you, where you hear podcasts. June days. Drop that bomb. Bomb. Magic Mike, 32. Drop that bomb. Ooh, we out. Patrick up in the building. Drop that bomb. Bomb. Camp Coach, we getting lit Friday. Drop that bomb. Bombs. I, I don't, I'm through dropping bombs. I just felt like it was. I, I never did a podcast where I could drop a bomb.